0: This program uh, is built to accomplish a lot, and I'm looking forward to
1: helping it get back there. I'm hoping the Big Ten has to modify this system for
0: but... us. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Husker Cuts Cast Sports Show, proud partner of HuskerHype.com. Justin here, along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. So last week we debated... Which departing Husker would be the toughest to replace in 2018? This week, we're going to do a little bit different. We're going to look at it in terms of a new coaching staff. So I ask you, Derek, which position coaches will be facing the biggest challenges in 2018?
1: You know, I think the ones facing probably the biggest challenges, I'm going to go with Travis Fisher and the defensive backs. You realize we've had seven different safeties coaches since 2012 and five different cornerbacks coaches since 2012. That's insane. I understand 2012 is long before some of the, any of these guys were here, but that's so much turnover. I don't know how these guys really figure out how to learn anything. So I think they're all kind of just wishy washy and they don't know who to listen to anymore. Uh, it, it is a very well. It is a very well recruited. At the same time, again, how do you learn if you've had that many people telling you what to do?
0: Tyler, do you agree?
2: Yeah, I I think that's definitely up there with me. You know, Derek, so I tend to agree. You mentioned it being well-recruited, and I think we've done a pretty good job. But there have also been a couple guys that we had committed or even signed that didn't end up coming that you can definitely see the lack on the depth chart with Elijah Blade, Brendan Ryle-Hiles, you know, to name a couple that were either committed or signed and didn't end up coming. So I think that's a, uh, definitely another reason, but the guy I'm going with is, oh, I'm sorry,
1: Derek, but before you go on, uh, you know, you know, the, the one thing about the recruiting though is that's one of the, besides I think offensive line, that's the most four stars we have on the team is in the defensive backs.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's exactly my knock on uh, the defensive backs. I mean, uh, Travis Fisher, he's inheriting a lot of underwhelming four-star athletes. I mean, guys that had so much promise coming in, you know, uh, Eric Lee, Avery Anderson, and maybe even Lamar Jackson to an extent, because he's not taking over the defense as what we all thought he would. And he's had a primary role in it. Uh, but Derek, to your point, you know, the coaching inconsistency, it's been you know they've been victims of it, so it's you know that's to their detriment. Uh, but overall, they've they've kind of been poorly developed, but I guess you can say, it to, to uh, attribute it to the coaching changes. Go ahead, Tyler.
2: Well, and I, and I I do agree with you. I think the coaching changes haven't been easy on them. Um, but th- this next guy I'm talking about, I think he is in a tough situation for double edges, uh, Javon DeWitt. Um, I, I think we talked about this at length last year, that cat linebacker position is still not where we want to be. I mean, we still don't have a guy. I think we like Alex Davis, um, but the depth there is not noticeable, and I'm still not confident in him. But he's also got the task of taking over our special teams. And our special teams these last couple years have been awful, and that's with Drew Brown. He has to try to find a replacer kicker. I I, I think you're looking at him having to do double duty at special teams and – Uh, taking over those outside linebackers I think that guy's got a tough road ahead of him this year
0: I agree he's got a he has to mold a lot of young guys to get to where he wants I mean Tyler outside of Gifford is there anybody proven is there any proven talent there
2: I mean no I mean I, I don't think so I think I think you look at guys like um you know Tyron Ferguson I think you like him um uh Dixon I think if he could play you like him but you I mean you look at it, both of those guys I mean neither of them are proven on this system everyone else I mean none of them have taken meaningful college snaps neither any of them have done anything I mean you, you know Gifford's really good but you know he's coming off an injury I mean who knows for sure how he's going to come back I mean we are unproven and not overly talented at these positions
0: Derek
1: you speak, you, you know, that is another group, and I don't want to get too far into this, but um, Mario de Verdu- Verduzco is another one I was, I was going to bring up just for the lack of of uh, depth or uh, experience on quarterback, too. Like, I think he's got his hands full, too.
0: I, absolutely. I mean, he has two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster right now. One of them, which he had to bring in, in uh, Martinez. Uh, you have Tristan Jebia there, and then you have a walk on. Uh, yeah, he's he has an up road battle uh, coming in. I mean, none of these quarterbacks, Tyler, you pointed this out last week. None of these quarterbacks have a, a Division one snap at all. So, let's he's got his hands full, I guess.
2: And, and and I will say this though, and and again, I don't blame him at all. But he had two scholarship quarterbacks that could have been eligible this year, and Tanner Lee and Patrick O'Brien, and. And, and, and again, I don't blame him or Frost for that, but I mean, I think the coaching staff, when they left, there was a couple more guys on this roster um, that, that could have played this year or been factors at least in depth, but um, because of the system change, they weren't fits, and they there is a ground-up effort built here.
0: You think Tanner Lee really would have been a factor in this uh, quarterback race? I mean, he was the only quarterback
2: drafted. He was the only player drafted from us last year, I mean – I mean, I, I don't know if he would have started, but I think to say that he wouldn't have had a shot, I mean, and to sit here and when we talked about Patrick O'Brien, I think Tanner Lee would have been a better fit than Patrick O'Brien would have been.
1: Really? I
0: think you're out on an island by yourself on that yeah, one. I can't, I can't I think Tan- on I, that.
1: Didn't Tanner Lee well, run I like a five point two forty yard dash or something like that? No, he,
0: he, he did run a 4.99 and a 5.0. <laughs> at
1: least
2: he he at least had some division one snaps i think that that alone with his talent that obviously was noticeable enough to get drafted in the nfl uh i think he could have competed um for this race
0: okay uh i'm i'm gonna give mine to greg austin uh i think he has his hands full there at the offensive line you know they need to be built back up they've played sloppy last year and they got a long way to go before they can prove that they can be effective uh, run blockers. Uh, And plus a change in the offensive scheme. I think that's going to really hurt what, uh, what lies ahead for Greg Austin and those guys. Tyler.
2: Justin, you you just hit on my point. I think that you look at the talent. I think the, at least the first depth is pretty good, but I think a very underrated thing about the system change is that offensive line. I mean, these guys, you know, they were recruited to run Polini's system, a lot of them. Then the other guys were recruited to run a pro style offense. And now they're running a very fast pace where the conditioning and is gonna be at a all time high. Man, I think you look at that, you're gonna to need to be able to rotate linemen more than you have in the past under both of the coaches. And I think there is gonna be uh definite
1: depth challenges he's got a huge road ahead of them
0: absolutely
1: i I will i will say this i think that is probably one of the best recruited positions that we have though Uh, there's a lot of talent on that offensive line it's just a lot of it some of a lot of it's inexperienced and a lot of it uh you you guys are right like i I don't know it's gonna be a big difference from running that pro style offense to this and it's going to take a lot of effort from these guys to get in shape to be all run that fast but I mean, there's five four stars and eight three stars on that offensive line. But, I mean, that's not, that's a pretty well recruited.
0: So are you counting Brian Broke up in that?
1: No, I am not. I did cross him off.
0: Okay. Yeah. So that was news this week as well. Brian Broke up. He decided to transfer. Uh, you know, I wish him the best of luck wherever he lands. Uh, but, you know, depth kind of was an issue, and it kind of gets scarier a little bit. A little bit. I don't know if he was going to be. Maybe he wasn't even in the three deep. But I don't know. Uh, are there any other coaches out there that you think uh, will have some challenges headed in 2018, or should we move on?
1: I think Ryan Held will. I think that was one of the probably worst worst recruited position groups out there. Uh, I, I think I think with uh, Maurice Washington, Miles Jones coming in, that's probably why I didn't really give too much into that but I mean really Reggie Davis, I was never impressed with his recruiting the whole time.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to use that as, as a transition and I'll just take that one, uh, ahead. Uh, so in terms of players that they inherit, which coaches are walking into a really good situation in 2018 and Derek, I'm opposite of you. I think Ryan held is in the best position, uh, for success in 2018. The, uh, The players that he has, they have a lot of guys that have a lot of snaps between Mikael Wilbon and Zigbo. Trey Bryant, if he ever gets healthy. Bradley saw a little bit of snaps. And then plus, uh, Ryan Held, he did great to go out there and he got Greg Bell. And he went out to get Maurice Washington, which will come in later this fall. But I think he's set up perfectly for a nice season to look like a genius out of all the coaches.
1: Well, I I think the problem with that is got – the, you know, you talk about uh, Greg Bell. I think will make a difference, but that I mean, he went out and got that himself. Uh, Miles Jones, Maurice Washington. I don't know if they're going to be instant impacts coming in as freshmen. Uh, Zigbo. I don't know that I see him playing a lot. I know he's got the, probably one of the most experiences out of out of all the backs that we have, but he doesn't really seem to fit this offense. So I don't know if I really see him playing a whole lot. Mikhail Wilbon. We've heard of struggling with changing offenses before, so I don't know how great he will be in the end. I hope the best for the guy. I would love to see him succeed, but, I mean, it seems like most of the guys, Jalen Bradley, he. I mean, from watching the spring game, it seemed like he was kind of pretty far back on the depth chart. Uh, well, if
0: you're using that as terms of anything, you know, I mean, as he was playing right away. I think Bradley has the speed to play in a Scott Frost offense. I think Ryan Held's sitting golden. Tyler, what do you think about Ryan Held?
2: I, I think you're I'm with you, Justin. I think he is in a really good situation. I think you you know, you guys kinda of talk about the players that he he brought in himself, but I think even without those guys, I mean you're looking at Wyatt Missouri, who you haven't mentioned as a deep guy on this roster. I think you're looking at five to six guys easily that could play. Um now does he have a true start running back? It, you know, that's yet to be seen. Um, Derek, you've always been much more critical of Reggie Davis than I was. I think he did a good mediocre job at that position building it up. Um, I think he, he ended up usually getting pretty decent production out of the talent he had. I mean, he wasn't the best recruiter, definitely not, but I mean, you, it's hard to say that he left us at a horrible spot, even without bell. And, um, Jones, I think in Washington, I still think you look at that position group and say there's some guys there that can play D1 football.
0: Derek,
1: I, we're going to agree to disagree, I guess. I, I don't, I don't, I just don't think there's a lot. Of, I mean, I think most of the good running backs that are going to fit this system are going to be ones that Ryan Hell's bringing in. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't see a Zigbo. And, and Tyler, it's funny that you're the one to bring up Wyatt Missouri who. You have told me numerous times would never sniff the field because he's, there's too many backs. So I don't know why all of a sudden this year you think he's going to sniff the field.
2: I don't think he's going to. My point is the fact that he's not is an indication of how good that position group is. I mean, he's the fifth string guy.
1: Well, let's not forget he's a walk on too. I mean, I yeah, mean nothing, I nothing, nothing against a walk on, but I mean, I, I mean. Let's face it, usually the walk-ons aren't the most talented players on the team.
2: Agreed. Agreed. And again, my point is why Missouri is not a guy I'm looking at in my 3D. He might be my 4th or 5th or even 6th running back by the time it's all said and done. But hell, I mean, we don't have many position groups that you can name the 6th guy in. I mean, I think that's that's a huge indication of what Ryan Held's walking into. He's got pieces. He just needs to fit them in the right hole.
0: Yeah, I mean... We don't even know who our third best tackle is, but right now we're talking about the sixth running back sniffing the field. You're in a pretty good situation when you have that type of depth. Uh, so Derek, I want to bring it back to you. So what, what coach do you see uh, as having success in 2018?
1: Troy Walters in the wide receivers. I, I know Justin's going to completely disagree with me and I know beyond uh uh, Stanley Morgan and J.D. Spielman. Are, after that, it gets a little sketchy on on depth, but I think there's a lot of talent there. And I do think Keith Williams was a pretty good coach who taught routes really well. So I think they have a good base to go off of, and a lot of these uh, receivers are going to be th- going on short routes. I think that'll kind of help them out. They're shifty enough to get out in space, I think. I, I, I think there's a lot of depth there on uh, – on on, on receivers. The only problem is it was recruited well. We just had a lot of guys that didn't end up making it, like people like uh, Keyshawn and, I don't know, there was a bunch of them, Levon Alston.
0: Uh, Look, you know, uh, outside of the two that you named, the other players that have any, you know, catches, I guess, as far as scholarship receivers go, is just – uh, Kian Williams and Tyron Lindsay and they didn't necessarily light the world up last year. Uh but you named pro- the two big guys.
1: Was that a product of the system though?
0: We were in a pro style offense. I mean I I I don't know. I mean, was it a product of Tanner Lee not being able to hit anybody or
1: well, that could be too. I mean <laughs> Maybe maybe it was part of the system that was throwing the ball 20 yards down the field 30 times a game rather than just going for short little outs.
0: Tyler, save us here on the Troy Walters situation. Well, I I think he is walking
2: into one of the more unique situations. I mean, he is definitely going into a place that you don't have a lot of game experience. So I I do think there are some challenges ahead. But you look at the depth there and where this was recruited and developed. I, I do think there is some good talent at this position. Um, it, it's probably more of an uphill battle than a strength at this point, but the depth of this position compared to where it was last year is so much better.
0: Well, I think that's going to be kind of the uh, par for the course for all these positions. There's, we think there's a lot of talent there, but it's all unproven at this point. And in the wide receiver, I mean, you have a lot of bodies right there, but only four guys give you any game time experience. And two of those guys have significant uh,
1: experience. Well, a lot they of guys get, don't have They have anything. to get experience. We get it. But there's uh, a lot, I, I there's, there's that, a lot but, of there's but, a lot of high-end talent here. I mean, even a lot of the three-stars were high three-stars and close to four-stars. No?
2: Okay. You, your boy, Javon McQuitty, who you've been raving about, I think he yeah. is going to do well. I mean, yes, it's underdeveloped. And that's what you can say across the board. But we, we all know what this past – Five years has been in nebraska it has been chaos all yeah. over the place with under development under recruiting it's been rough
0: i'm not gonna say that the the wide receiver spot is underdeveloped because i don't know that to be true i think there's a lot of talent that i think Javon mcquitty he definitely looks like a guy that wasn't you know underdeveloped of course he was hurt all last year so i mean uh Think they've been developed pretty well. I mean, everybody says Keith Williams is a great coach, and he, he may have been. Uh, it's just unproven at this point. Uh, oh, Tyler, who is your guy that's destined well, for success?
2: My, my guy is Mike Dawson. I, I think you look at people, players that have played depth, youth. Uh, I he, he checks all the bosses' boxes. I mean, this guy is walking into a situation with a lot of guys that who have benefited from the strength and conditioning program. But besides that, they've played. He is returning his all of his starters from last year. As unproductive as they were, they all played. He has two red—well, sh- he has a sophomore and a redshirt freshman, two guys from two recruiting classes ago, that were highly touted. He's got a lot of guys that have been in the system for a while that have put some miles on their body that have there, and he's got a couple kids coming in and roger casey rogers and tate wildman uh wildman was my number one recruit last year the guy who i really was excited to see and that's not even mentioning ben still who i think a lot of people have high expectations for um i, I think he is walking into such a gold mine
0: yeah we, we did we kind of left him off on our two deep though when we were doing our uh, little uh depth chart there, post-spring depth chart.
2: Yeah, we did, but I stand by that. I think Khalil Davis and Deshaun Neal are two guys that I would argue are better than him at this point. I may be wrong. Maybe he develops amazing. That's how good a spot Mike Dawson is in today.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ben still, he looked awesome at outside linebacker last year. He stole the show later on in the year when it looked like it appeared that a lot of the defense just simply gave up. He was kind of out there tearing it up. That's well, because he um, tried.
2: It's it's, yeah. it's amazing what happens when someone actually gives effort.
0: Yes, true. Derek, what do you think of that defensive line pick?
1: Oh, it's probably it's, it probably is the best depth that we have, and there is a lot, a lot of uh, good talent. I don't know if it's great talent, but there's good talent there. Uh, but, Tyler, you said it yourself. They were unproductive. I mean, there was no pressure on a quarterback last year. I, I think he's got a little bit of uh, – whoop-ass to put into these defensive linemen. They don't – maybe they change them overnight, but I doubt it. They just don't seem to have the want to to really do it, I guess.
2: Well, I, I will say, besides our wide receiver core, who was productive last
1: year? Nobody on defense, that's for sure.
2: I don't think you can look at our offensive line, running backs, quarterbacks, tight ends, any of those positions as productive last year. I mean, you, you look at besides Stanley Morgan, J.D. Spielman, I mean, it was a disaster last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's the hardest thing to judge right now. How, you know, you you, you want to believe these guys were under-motivated, maybe underdeveloped, maybe part of a chaotic system. But there is this fear that is, in my pit of my stomach that – man, maybe these guys just aren't that good.
0: So as far as in terms of inheriting talent, what do you guys think of Sean Beckton at tight end? Derek?
1: I don't think you could have inherited much better at tight end, really. I and mean, There's a four-star coming in. There's not very many four-star tight ends to come into college, really. And, yeah, and, he, and most of his guys, his, his average height in that group is like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. They're all big-bodied guys. Uh, I, I think he's inherited a really good group. and, and But there's you know, a lack I'll of experience blasted. there, too.
0: Yes, yes, there is a lack of experience. We saw what some of that experience can do in the spring game, kind of like the same credit we're giving Javon McQuitty. There's a lot of credit to be going around against those for those young tight ends uh, that we have, you know, Austin Allen, Kurt Raftall, Jack Stoll, those guys. You know, we saw Jack Stoll last year. Uh He's walking into a great situation. Tyler?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the talent is there. I I will say I'm a little hesitant on this group. I mean, we went through the spring without really knowing who our number one was or even our number two was. I mean, I think there's a lot of guys in a pack together, and none of these guys did anything last year. Um, I, I think there's talent. Don't get me wrong. I think there's a lot of talent there. But I, I, I actually think the thing that he's walking into is potentially a lot of underdeveloped guys. Um, you say what you will about previous staff. We didn't have a tight ends coach. We had a grad yeah. assistant there. Maybe yeah. he's walking into a situation where we're a little bit underdeveloped at tight end right now. And that, that he might
1: be having a couple of years before this project
2: comes into effect.
1: Dirk. So another another coach I thought about bringing up was uh, Barrett Root. I think he's walking in a really good situation as well. Like, there's a lot of good inside linebackers on this team.
0: There's not a lot. I mean, he's he probably has a two deep, but after that, who is there? I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty thin there. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, you might be right, but. I mean, we only have really six probably inside backers on the roster under scholarship. And, you know, but that's not counting your boy, Justin. uh, Winemaster. Winemaster, who is not on scholarship. Um, I I think we're in a probably good situation. I think what really, to Derek's point, what's so great is our two deep looks to be really talented, especially those top three guys. Um, Avery Roberts has got the talent. And I think Rude is a guy that can get it out of him. It may not be this year, but give this guy a couple of years in the system, He was, I think he is going to thrive under Rude.
0: Yeah, Avery Roberts is really the uh, kind of the, uh, the red flag. Not a red flag there, but he's kind of like uh, uh, the Joker's wild card. What, what are we going to get out of this guy? You know, he came in with so much promise. Then you heard a lot of things out of spring where he's just kind of – Know, lackadaisical, not taking it too seriously. Had to be challenged by the coaching staff. He's
2: a a lottery ticket.
0: I mean, he may
2: not pay off, but man, he's got upside.
0: Yeah, he does. All right, guys, uh, we got to move on here. Uh, There's kind of big news that involves Nebraska this year or this week. Uh, I guess it's today. Quarterback Joe Burrow has decided to leave. Ohio state as a graduate transfer. He has two years of eligibility remaining, uh, possible destinations, uh, include LSU, Florida and Nebraska. Uh, Tyler, I got to ask you, should Nebraska be targeting Joe Burrow?
2: 100%. I mean, I, I like the future at quarterback, but we have two scholarship quarterbacks on our roster. I think the fact that you could bring in a guy who has two years of eligibility left and I'm not saying he gets the starting job, but obviously as a grad transfer, you know, he's going to go to one place. He's going to have a good shot at it. I, I don't think we're set at quarterback. Adrian Martinez did not play a down or last year in high school football. He's coming off a major soldier surgery. Tristan Jebbia looked good. But we don't even know if he's the guy. I think we have a question mark at quarterback right now between those two. Joe Burrows comes in. He to me day one he walks in as the favorite for the starting job. I think there is no doubt Nebraska should target this guy,
0: Derek.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, anytime you try and take. I mean, anytime you can get a uh, graduate transfer coming out of Ohio State. I mean, sure, especially a four star, a high four star quarterback. And with his brothers and his and his dad both playing for Nebraska, I mean, there's good, there's a good chance. I think you probably could get him. I, I'm not as concerned about it as Tyler. Like, I, we're gonna we're probably not gonna win nine ten games this year anyway. So if you're gonna if you're gonna start a freshman, this is probably a good year to do it since you're not gonna win a lot of games anyway.
0: So I think the key thing here is that Joe Burrow still has two years of eligibility. Let's say, for instance, you know Nebraska pursues him and he does come here. Is Tristan Jebia Is he uh, a flight risk? I think because so. yeah.
1: Why does he want to sit around for two more years in a system that he doesn't think he's probably going to fit in? When Adrian Martinez is probably going to pass him up.
0: Then uh, yeah, at the end you're still in the same boat. You know, you're you would lose two uh, lose a player, so you still only have two scholarship players. I don't know if that's the best interest of the quarterback room by bringing in a grad transfer with two years. If he had one year of eligibility, I think that's a different story than two.
2: Tyler? I I disagree. I I think you guys – okay, Tristan Jebbia, I don't know if he'll be the starter this year if all things play out. I think he is a very, very, very slight favorite. But I don't think Tristan Jebbia came to Nebraska thinking that he was going to play as a redshirt freshman. I think he looked at that room and said, hey, my junior, senior year are my years. I think the guy who I'd be more concerned about is Adrian Martinez. I think he has big expectations to play early. But regardless of how this plays out, I think that if Tristan Jebbia were to transfer, we have time to go out and grab a couple more quarterbacks before the time comes. We'll still have Adrian Martinez in our back pocket. I, I think we're in a fine situation. And if Joe Burrows is better than those two, wouldn't you rather have that? And Derek, I disagree completely. I get it that I don't think our expectations are high this year. There is no way I believe Scott Frost is like, yeah, I'm going to phone in this season and just get experience. I think he wants to win. He wants to win now. Now, I he may be bullish about where he's at from a quarterback standpoint right now and not go after him. Um, Joe Burrows may want to go to Florida where there's a lot more uncertainty at quarterback and an easier room to win. But I, I think you got to make a stab at this guy. I think this guy could be a big impact player.
0: Final word, Derek.
1: I, I'm not saying Scott Frost is going to throw the towel in and just say, "Oh, well, we're just going to not try this season, just get experience." But I mean, I think I think it's a good season for a if you're going to have to start a freshman. I'm just saying, I think this is a good year to start a freshman.
2: Yeah, but I don't know if I agree. This is a brutal schedule. I mean, this freshman could completely get injured, lose his confidence. I mean, they may never rebound after a schedule like this. Gosh, and just think about how much motivation Burroughs would have to beat Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan. I mean, he's going to play a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I get he's not winning Ohio State. I don't know if that's an indication of the kid's talent. This is a new system. Maybe he doesn't fit completely. I, I don't know these things. But if Frost thinks he could fit this system with our depth, I could think of a couple more players. I'd give him a scholarship more to get another quarterback
1: on this roster. I, I will Game say one. that I, I will say this <laughs> before we get too interest it, too into this. I don't know that Nebraska's going to be able to be able to go after him because I think Ohio State will probably put in a uh, conference-wide uh, transfer ban on him. Yeah, you're probably
2: right on that. I mean, the schools that seem like they've granted a permission is Florida and Cincinnati. Um, yeah, there. I mean, there isn't a lot of Big Ten schools that you think would have a shot besides us. But yeah, I don't I don't I'm with you, Derek. I, I don't think I think this is a pipe dream right now. But gosh, if we could do it, make a stab at it.
0: All right, guys, it's time to get out of here. But first, it's time for Last Call. It's everybody's favorite segment where we give our parting shots. Anything goes. No topics are off limits. Last call to you, Tyler.
2: Uh, My last call goes to a former Huster in Johnny Stanton. A big congratulations to him for making the Minnesota Vikings camp. I know Derek was always a fan of the guy. I was a fan of the guy. I would have liked to have seen them as Scott Frost offense. That's for damn sure. Um, but he, obviously the kid had talent all the way through and a big congratulations for him making a NFL camp roster.
0: Derek.
1: Absolutely. Congratulations, Johnny. And Tyler, thanks for stealing my uh, last call. I was really wanting to do that one since I was the Johnny Stanton fanatic, but Hey, who in a million years would have thought two former Nebraska players would make an NFL roster in the same year? Who are those two? Taylor and Johnny Stanton.
0: He hasn't made a
1: roster. He well, gets a
0: tryout. He has a tryout. And you know what? The, the only reason
1: he signed a contract. The only
0: reason he's getting a tryout is because of Spielman's dad <laughs> there at the Minnesota, who's been more than gracious to other quarterbacks. He also gave Tommy Armstrong a tryout at two different positions last year. You know, with JD Spielman at Nebraska, I think he's got a little soft heart for former Huskers. But yeah, anyway, I don't mean to
1: diminish it. Good for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Last call to you, Derek.
1: Oh, so here goes Mark Ingram. Gets busted for PED, starts the year off with a four game suspension. Way to go, Mark Ingram. Way to give good graces to your old school Alabama and make a mockery out of that school some more. All these five star loaded up steroid bastards playing on the football field, anyway.
0: I don't think you like Alabama, but at least they have both coordinators making over a million dollars this year. Tyler?
2: I don't know how much more I have to add, but anything that hurts Alabama is good for my soul. All
0: right. Well, last call to me. You know, this is a perfect segue into. Uh, Nebraska's new Adidas shoes, which look like they come straight out of the SEC uh, via Oregon. Have you guys seen these? They are green, white, and gold with dollar signs
1: and money on them. Did Did you just say the SEC and then mention Oregon?
0: Yeah, because of the money, but the colors. SEC via Oregon. Yes, I did. Because Do you know what "via" means? Oh my God. <laughs> these things are hideous. They are absolutely hideous. I can't believe we're going to be wearing these. The SEC paying their players. And here we are with dollar bills, y'all, on our shoes. Hey, S- hey Mr. NCAA, come investigate us. We have dollar bills, y'all, on our shoes. These are pathetic. These are. Why are, we, why, why are we still with Adidas? First of all, let me just say,
2: Adidas is the fastest growing shoe brand in the country. Second of all, you still wear cargo shorts that go to your thighs. Thirdly, I'm still not convinced you know what VIA means.
0: <laughs> I can spell it. <laughs>
1: Fastest growing, hasn't hasn't Adidas been around like a long time? It, they profit. It's all about fastest growing, most profit increase year over year. Oh, at the end of the day, Ice I don't care every a rat's ass again. what they're wearing on their feet. As long as they can run fast, I don't care.
0: I'm glad you guys are completely dismissing what these damn shoes look like. Can you see this here? I'm holding them
1: up. Care. Look at that.
0: So what? You don't care. They're pretty. Who they're pretty. cares? No. What? What? Make it rain, Nebraska! Make it rain! those are
1: not out there in what? high heels. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> what part of the school colors
0: have green in them? Gold. like porn. You it know what? Like porn. This, could, this could be Baylor. This could be Baylor here without all the uh, sex allegations. And on that note. On that note. All right. It's time to get out of here. <laughs> all right. Be sure to follow the Husker CuzCast on Twitter, at Husker CuzCast. Like us on Facebook. You can find all of our episodes on Podbean and on iTunes. Make sure you check out huskerhype.com. For the latest in Husker news, on behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. We'll see you next week, and as always, go Big Red.